listening to The Smoking Section, powered by Symphonic. There we are, another episode of Smoking Section Podcast. And I have here a guy that I have followed for quite some time to the point where I thought he was George Strait at one point. <laughs> <laughs> way back when, way back when, a little more country than that. Thought that was George Strait. I'm sorry. I thought it was George Strait. That's all right, man. Hey, that's how, a- many, how often did you get that? Oh, my gosh, man. It was like every every other radio station I go to. Well, what would you say if, uh, you know, they said you're, you, know, you sound a lot like George Strait. I'm like, well, I mean, that's... I, I can think of worse. <laughs> like, you know? I can think of worse. Yeah. Well, I have here the one, the only, all over the road hit maker, Easton Corbin. How are you, man? I'm great, buddy. And we are all over the road right now. So <laughs> yeah. 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 Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. Hey, hey, listen, it happens all the time. I get it. I want to thank you because like uh, we haven't announced it yet, but um, you are doing... My show that I, yeah. I typically get guests from the podcast who's been on the podcast and I'll do a round and, and a headliner. And, and it's a nice evening outside in the. It is in, man. in the in the uh, Nashville area here. It, it is, and and it's crazy because you know I I never play in Nashville. You know, well that was the whole, that so was the whole thing. Cool, you know, that was the whole thing because I was like looking at it, and I'm like, well, who hasn't played in Nashville? And I'm like, and then I went because I was I was literally still like figuring this whole thing out. Yeah, and then I went and saw you with, with uh, Cody Johnson. Yep. And then yeah, Dan and Franklin. Dan and Franklin. And I texted, I immediately texted Lisa and goes, I need him for next month for the show. It has to be him. <laughs> like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Which I'm going to start by saying, how is, how is the touring been with, Co- with Kojo? Man, it's been great. You know, uh, he's a great guy. And, and you know, it's been between, I, I think, was it Drew Parker? Mm-hmm. And, and I apologize again, because we've had several openers. It, right. Mostly it's been Ian Munson out there with us. Right. And, uh, and his last show was a couple weeks, probably about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, it's been great. It was a great package. And, and of course, that was the last weekend we played uh, down in Franklin in the amphitheater there. Right. And then we had Huntsville. And that was the last show I had with Cody. Uh, and man, it's been a great package because it's the, the thing about it, it's all country music. If you love country music, that's the show. That's to what go you're to. getting. You're getting that. But it, it's it's all a little bit different flavors of country. Music, right. You know, um, so I, I think it all really complemented each other really well. I, I promise you this. There was more steals and fiddle on that stage than it's ever seen at one time. I That's very promise. true. That's very true. I'm not a fan of that venue, though. It, it, you know, it's, it's, it's like different to maneuver through. That's the first time I've ever been there. But yeah. everybody that I talked to, like, man, it's a bear to get in and out. Of it is. It was. So I happened. So his label like took a, gave us a bus to go. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like we left. I didn't even see the last like 15 minutes of, of Cody's set because we had to leave. Yeah, because you'd never get out of it. We'd never get out of it. Um, and I've heard it, I've heard two different things, and I've heard it to where, like, if it's a sold-out show, then it's going to take you a couple hours to get out. Yep, that's what I've heard. Um, if it's not a sold-out show, then it might take you 10, 15 minutes. I'm like... Right. It was a cool venue itself. It's a there. cool yeah, venue. It's great. It was, it was beautiful. It's a cool venue, but yeah. it's like at the same time, like, I don't, I don't know if I want to get stuck out there till one o'clock in the morning. It's, it's one show. thing if you're playing there, yeah. but it's one thing if it's raining and it's hot and you're stuck out there, you know? It was like, I might have to, I might have to go find me some beer and tailgate yeah, somewhere. Yeah, exactly. There's the nearest gas station to walk back to. Because you'll probably get there before you get exactly. out of the venue. <laughs> And that venue's quite a ways out. It's quite a ways out. It's not. It's like a good hour out. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah. No. So, I mean, I saw you. Like I said, this is is the first time I've seen you play 
in 10 years. Oh, wow. I think it's, I've been in town for 13. So it actually be more than that because you were an H2O tour with Brad. I was, dude, I was out in the parking lot. Yes. It, it was because I remember that. I think we talked about yeah. that. It was me, Josh Thompson, and, and, and Steel Magnolia. Magnolia. Yes. Yep. And it was like, <laughs> I'm like, that's so long ago. Dude. I still get pictures coming. I'm like, holy shit, that was a long time ago. I, dude, I'm telling you what, I, I still remember that because it's like doing a show at 3.30 in the afternoon in the middle of summer. It was hot. It was funny because, um, and this is a funny story. This, this is, I know, like, I know he was joking around, but this shit was hilarious. I tell people this, this is my one Easton core memory. And I told you this as like Easton and Stilla Magnolia and Josh Thompson were all signing autographs and we were waiting people, people were waiting in line and they were waiting in line for everybody. But I happened to stand there next to Easton and and people kept coming up to me because I would I mean I it was, it was around my neighborhood like I went to high school out there like I grew up there where was it at it was in Camden New Jersey okay yeah oh my gosh I yeah that, yeah Camden <laughs> for yeah I, and I worked for XTU so it was like oh well you know um and so I look over and, and I see this smirk on Easton's face and Easton goes, well, damn boy, more people come to see you than they come to see me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude, Camden, New Jersey. I remember one time there because, you know, it's, it's not known for being in the best side of no, town. No, it's not. And, Cause I mean, no, they used I'm to, afraid to drive. Yeah. They would tell us, do not leave the premises. We had a thing with uh, Emily. I forget her name. Emily something was, was the artist's name. And it was, she was on a tour with Eli Young band. And my Emily, girl. let What's me, her name? Uh, name? blonde haired girl. Yes. Yes, yes, I can see her right now. I see her right I now. I can't, I can't picture her name. Uh, like, it's Emily something. But great singer. Yes, yes. Phenomenal singer. Yes. And she was on that tour and she was, it was after the show. So we all have had a couple cocktails. Oh, yeah. And she was like, she's like, I just want to go for a walk. And I see, I told Mike Eli this. And Mike Eli goes, This is Canada, New Jersey. Yeah. You don't want to well, do that. <laughs> well, because I, I remember, I'll never forget, I remember, and I don't know, I don't think it was on the H2O tour. No. But I remember getting off the bus the first time, not the first time there, but mm -hmm. the first time that day. Yeah. And there was teeth on the ground. <laughs> teeth. I'm like, man, you know, this is rough when that's the first thing you see when you walk off the bus. Listen, I would take, I would take everyone while well, everyone's trying to go to the interstate. I would just take the back roads, which was not a smart idea. Even as a black man, it was not <laughs> it was not a smart idea to go and take 322 all the way down Camden, New Jersey, then finally go in the interstate. I mean, it was good to beat the traffic. Right, right. But I, I there were times I probably should have stayed and, and waited in the traffic. Wow, man. It was and, and that's the town that's been coming up like, you know, it's been coming up seven. What other times, places? Seven. There, there's Camden right there. It, what other areas is right so there? So there's Camden. There's because uh, I remember playing a radio show around that area. At Cherry a, Hill in a bar there. So Cherry Hill, and I opened for Jamie Johnson. Oh, that's been that's been a while back. Oh, was there World Cafe Live? I don't know, man. It, that might have been World Cafe. It, it was a cool little bar. Yeah, or Prospectors. Prospectors. That, that is was Prospectors. It. Yes. Yes. Good Lord. <laughs> wow. That's that one what it ass. was. Yes. Prospectors. And, and that's that area. Like, yeah, that's about yeah. It's about ten minutes from here. Yep. I remember that. Prospectors. <laughs> I just flashed back. <laughs> I've seen I've seen Josh Thompson, Josh Thompson um, 
Josh Turner that played Josh that. Turner. Wow, that's that's been a long time. It's ago. been a long yeah. time. Good lord, that's what remember. Dude, that, that's like first radio yes. tour. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I worked at that station out there that we used to do all the time uh, with Raz and all them. Yeah. <laughs> Great time. I enjoyed it. No, I had to come down here to the real deal down in Nashville. <laughs> you know, I had to do that. So, what's been going on with you? You got you just released new music. We did, yeah, got absolutely. A new radio single. We got a new radio single called "I Can't Decide." Yep. That I'm excited about. We we finished a record that I've turned in yet. We haven't come up with a release date yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, got a new new record deal with Stone Country Records, Benny Brown and everybody over there. So, man, I'm I'm really excited. Got a lot going on. Uh, man, we've been hitting the road pretty hard and. Uh, it's been pretty crazy out there in a good way. In a good way. You, and I, I, I see that you're, you're keeping it old school as far as like being on the road oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Which a lot of artists, like a lot of artists is like, oh, I'm just going to take some time, like whatever. And you're like, no, yeah. no, I need this drug. Give me some drugs to get on. Well, this. It, <laughs> it's one of those things. Somebody put it one time. It's like, you know, if you ain't on the road, you're spending money. If you're on the road, you're making money. Exactly. You know? That's very true. And uh, so, and, and I enjoy being out on the road, man. I, I really do. It, it's, it's, I enjoy it, you know? So I, so this is my question. I thought about this today because I had a conversation with some Co-workers of mine were talking about like entertainers and yeah and and artists um, and you're an entertainer. I, I like I saw you. I, like I said, I just text the text you publicist was like I need him on the show. No oh, thanks, man. And like he's on fire. Um, here's my question for you: Do you ever feel as though you're going through the motions? On the stage, um, you know, it it, de- it depends. I, I wouldn't say just going through the motion. Yeah. Sometimes some some nights are are easier than others, right? You know, because you definitely uh, it depends on the crowd because you definitely feed off the audience right. out there. But at the end of the day, you're an entertainer, right. so you know it's your job to go out there and and make sure people have fun and, and have a good time. You know, right? That's very true. I was very very curious with it because it's like you get you get some people who just do the same set list or the same. Right, you know the same the same way the way yeah the same run of show for sure. and you're like so it's like I wonder if people ever get tired not tired and, but just sort of just like just used to yeah and I don't and, mean that in a lazy way well and, and our show it, it's it's the same a lot of times because just the set list you know of cues and everything lighting cues mm-hmm. and all that stuff and that's most people you know right. what they do just to be consistent but you know I think uh, I think every night's a little different you know and you bring a little bit different energy every night and again right. it depends on the venue you're at it depends on the crowd all all those things work together um, you know and then sometimes you go out there and it's like if the crowd ain't quite it's your job to, to get I'm them into a, it. I'm gonna put you on the spot. What's yeah. your what's your favorite um what's your favorite city to play in? Favorite city to play in. And, and that's a tough question because there's different things exactly, about different places. Exactly. You know, I, I'm a, I love playing in Texas. I, I love playing Billy Bob's in Fort Worth. Oh I, know, just, I, I just went there for the first time. Oh really? For the yeah, first time? For the first time. Dude, I love it down there. I man. love Billy Bob's. I love it's just the atmosphere. Huge. It's it's huge. It's 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 one of the last of the old school honky yeah, tonks out there. there. Yeah, there's still a few of those places out there, but there's not a bunch. You know, Grizzly Rose and Denver's right. one. Uh, uh, the uh, Texas Club and, and Baton Rouge is right. one. Uh, and and of course, I'd even call Cowboys down in San Antonio. You yeah, know, that's a lot of fun. Um, there, there's something about those places that are that are pretty magical. Yeah, yeah. Fort Worth 
So I went down to Fort Worth and I got sick. Oh no. Food okay. poison? No, I don't know what the hell it was. It wasn't food poison. I think it was more so like a cold that uh, it was, I'm going to be honest. It probably was COVID. I didn't get tested, but it probably was COVID. Didn't know. Like, dude, I think so. Not the last time, but it, it was like right during that time that COVID was there, but not like. But it wasn't like really, it, like really known. No, no, I take that back. I think it was kind of on the backside of COVID. Right. Where people were starting to kind of open up. And, right. And I think that's the first time I got COVID and I had played Billy Bob's. And of course, you know. I like to make a weekend of it while I'm in Fort Worth. So it was like me and a bunch of them went to some bars around there. And then sure enough, as soon as, soon as I, it, sure it, that was Friday night, I testified for COVID Wednesday. But, you know, everybody was asking elbows deep in the bar, you and know, it had just a, having a good time. Yeah, but it's like, it's also, it's like, you really can't really know where you got it yeah, from. Yeah, you don't know. Because it's like, oh, what if I had it before I went down to Fort Worth? That's true. Dude, I tell you, we got sick, dude, last Monday. Oh my gosh, dude. I think I had food poisoning. Did you? Or, did, oh. or were you hungover? No, I no, <laughs> I can handle a hangover, buddy. Not this. Dude, I, you know, if, if that's how you feel when you die, that's about as close to dying as <laughs> I think I've ever come. Uh, oh my gosh, I was so sick last week. Good Lord. And it took a week, like, to get Did over. it really? Oh my gosh. I, I didn't start feeling normal till Sunday. What'd you eat? I don't know. And that's where I don't know if it was a stomach bug or food poisoning. And it's like you said, you don't know if it's you don't, like, you don't, you know. don't really know. I didn't know. Like I, All I, you know is you feel like you're going to die. I know I was on the side of the stage at Fort Worth and I broke a, I broke a fever at the side God. of the stage. So that's what it was well, like. That's when I was like, oh, I'm definitely sick because I just broke a fever. And I'm like, now I'm like, the energy is, I ordered, let me tell you how, this is how bad it was. I ordered a steak. <laughs> At a steakhouse in, in, in the old... Which one did you go to? Oh. Cattleman's. Dude, there's a little place called... There, there's one... The one that I went to had 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 the saddles as bar stools. Yes, that's the... Is it L2? Yes. L2, L2, L2. Yes. It's right there beside. Yes. Man, I'll tell you what I found down there. So, you know, every time we play down there, it's it's... Just because it's the stockyard. It's right. Like, you know, it's packed. Right. And, you know, we don't go until 11, 1130, 10 or maybe 1030. That's actually really late for us. It's, and it just, that's just the nature of the yeah. East. And uh, so every time, you know, we go to eat, you know, before the show, because it's early. Right. And I remember not being able to get into any of those places because they were so packed. So me and my drummer one time, we walked across the street to the not so busy right. part. Uh-huh. And there was this old guy standing outside of this restaurant. It was called the Star Cafe. And he's like, hey, y'all come on in. You know, it's like, is there a wait? He's like, no, y'all come on in. And uh, dude, I have the best steak I've ever had down there. Really? The best steak. I've- so we couldn't get in anywhere except like that was like, like you can down here. Yeah, we were like in that place. In that place, we were sitting there and we're like, and I've ate at that place. You're yeah, talking, and it's great. It's great. It's great. I, we just couldn't get it's in. Just busy. Were, it's just busy, and it was like we happened to catch it at like eight ish, eight thirty. Oh yeah. So it's like kind of like winding down. Mm-hmm. But I, I smoke sirloin. Yes. On there. <sighs> yeah. Making me hungry. Yeah. I had that, man. I had that say I couldn't eat the steak because I was so sick. You were sick. I was sick. I'm uh, like, that's how, like, that's how I know I was sick. I couldn't oh, eat yeah. the steak. I literally took it back and I'm like this. And that's how I was this past week. It was like, I couldn't even hold down water. Jeez. I mean, it yeah, was, you had, a, you had something. It, bro. Yeah. It, it was, <laughs> uh, it was bad. You had something. <laughs> so let's talk about this because you you have a new deal. Got a new deal. Got a new deal. And you're over there at Stone Country. For those of you who don't know, Benny Brown is also the guy who discovered Jason Aldean. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. He used to own. Yeah. He's broken bow. He started all broken bow. Yeah. Um, and 
Benny obviously loves country music. He's a advocate for country music. Yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of reminds me of Del Morris from back in the day. I say Del Morris because Del Morris is discovered Kenny Chesney and managed yeah. Alabama. My old manager worked with him. Really? Yeah. It was, it was best friends with this kid and they drove Alabama around. No shit. Oh, yeah. Yep. They drove, he, he said they drive back and forth from Fort Payne. Oh, yeah, they drive their limousine. <laughs> and then he, then he said they started, uh, they drove the merch truck for years and then he, then he like moved up, kept, you know, moving up in the ranks of the deal. So, so let's talk about this because. Anyway, sorry. Side no, you're fine. So let's talk about this. So you, you you sign with them. So what was the motivation of signing with them and signing? Because you've been you've had other deals. I have. You've had other yeah. deals. So it's like, what was the motivation of signing with Benny, or as opposed to signing with like a triple, a triple Tigers or yeah. Sony or whoever? You know. Well, I, I think one of the deals is you know they love country music, right? And they they let me be who I'm gonna or who I am, right? And that's what I love and that's what I do and you know that's what I came to Nashville for is to make country music, right? And uh, you know a lot of times the first thing you know you have some success you know with a label deal and then the first thing they want to do is well, well man let's change it let's do this it's like why it, that's working if it's working already then why are we changing it exactly and and that's the great thing about being those guys are like man you're a country artist it's like yeah, make country music that's that's what we want to do mm-hmm. you know and and that was a that's a big thing especially because just because you got a label deal don't mean it's a great thing right so like you've got to have a group of people that believe in you as an artist and what you do uh, now that doesn't mean they don't challenge you to be better mm-hmm. uh and to cut the best music you can but you got to have some have people that really believe in what you do and, and who you are as an artist yeah it's uh it's it's it comes with building a team it comes with like you know not just you don't want to look at people like I think people look at labels as like a bank and it's like no no man no. it's a team it's a team it's like it, if you're in sports this is what this is, this is all about Absolutely. And, and you want everybody and to be supported and you want everybody to be a yep. fan because it takes everybody to make it work I mean it, it's it's so hard already out there if you you know if you've got a label but you've got a couple key guys that don't really believe mm-hmm. in you mm-hmm. that's a tough situation to be in because now it's like you may not get pushed exactly you may not get pushed and that's not knocking any labels that's just the way, no, it's that's just just the way, it is. way of the game um, and that's very true I had discussions with someone else about how um, I feel like, like how often you like, how often do you have to like disagree with the label or fight for a song to be a single right you know what I mean because like you said, it can be literally that three people or that one person that's like, oh no, this is yeah. not going to be like, it's not good. It's like, well, what the fuck? And, and then the, the, the deal is that one person yeah. might not be such a big fan as then running the label. Exactly. Three years later. It's like, yeah, <laughs> wrong guy to piss off. As you want to piss them off. It's it's like, like, you're you next know, in line. Be careful who you piss off in this town because the janitor might be running the label at the end of the day. God, I keep telling, <laughs> you know, you people, just, I keep telling people that. Yeah, you just, you got to be careful about it. Yeah, I keep telling people that. It's like, you be nice to your interns. Be, be nice Absolutely, to your interns. Because they'll be running this Because they'll be running this shit and you'll be asking them for a damn job. Yeah. You will. Jesus, man. I want to talk to you about a um, song I heard recently, which which is made, which we want to interview you on this, because um, I work for Sirius XM. I don't say that a lot on this podcast. I actually don't say it at all, and I just did. <laughs> um, um, but um, on Sirius XM, we're playing Marry That Girl. Yeah. Well, who is that about? Is that about anybody at all? No, you know, I always say I wrote that for a special girl, but I'm still looking for. <laughs> 
No, it was, man, we were in a ride. It was me, I think Adam Craig. Uh, right. Forgive me if I'm, uh, no, it was Adam Craig. Uh, me, Adam Craig, Shane Miner, and Wade Kirby. And uh, Adam started talking about, I don't know how we got, it's just in rights, you just talk about random stuff, you know, and I don't know how we got on, but he was talking about, you know, when he first met his wife, before it was his wife, right. he was like, man, I knew, like, I was going to marry that girl. And before I ever knew it. And, you know, when you're in a right, a lot of times you're trying to come up with a title. You're trying to come up with a melody. And a lot of times you come up with that stuff just out of conversation. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I was like, hmm, that might be a that might be worthy of, to take a look at. And, uh, man, we, we, that's how we kind of came you know, upon that. And Adam Craig, Adam Craig is one of the most underrated writers in this town. Yeah, he's a great writer, man. Yeah, um, and he's had like, he's had some of the one hits, but he was also an artist at one point too. That's right. Yeah. Um, Which way well, a, a lot of that goes oh, a lot of times, yeah. you know. You yeah. know, like, most writers had a or had an artist. Still, a lot of them, right? Not all of them, but most you know. of them did. Yeah, I didn't know Tim Nichols had one until absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> he sure did. He was yeah. in a duo. Turner Nichols. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> random, the random information because no one really nobody's knows gonna know that. <laughs> no one's gonna know that. Holy shit! Turner Nichols used to wear Brooks. They were Brooks and Dunn before Brooks and Dunn was yeah. Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. Wow. So, what's been what's been the hardest thing lately? You know that you've had to overcome being an artist. I wouldn't even say lately, but just learning the game and. You obviously go through struggles. You're obviously going through, like I said, you've had deals before yeah. different with different labels. So it's like, what's been the hardest thing that made you go, huh, I got to take a part of myself out of this, like personal wise, because it's learning the business. Dude, it's, it's a, a business. It's man. a business. It, you know, in this business, if you don't have thick skin, yeah. you ain't going to make it. You're not going to make can't it. Pay, you know, I don't take a lot of things personal. Right. Because it's not, it's not that, you know, Somebody don't like you. It's not that. It's just, it's a business. Right. You know? How long did it take you to learn that, though? Man, I, I, I kind of came into it with that mindset mm-hmm. um, that it's just, that's just a part of the deal, you know? I, I kind of came into it, you know, with that. I, and I don't get offended very, Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those deals. I, I take it pretty lightly. Because, I mean, there's a lot of artists It's like, you know. If you took everything serious you, took- you, you, you heard or whatever, because, I mean, here's the deal. There's critics. They critique you. Not everybody's going to like what you do. You know, some people's going to like it. Some people's not. So it's like, man, if you got offended or you got upset about something, about every time somebody said something, right. man, you'd be upset all the time. I keep telling people, I'm like, you know, I have friends who, you know, I give advice to and you're like, but he said this or she said this. And it's like. Yeah, I kind of see what they're saying. And then they'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, it's business. Like, you I can see it from each of both get, sides. I see it from both sides. I see why you take it personally because you're so very passionate about what your product is as an artist sure. or what you're doing in the, in the industry. But at the same time, you have to also, people have to also realize it's a business. And, and, and here's the deal, too. You got to be able to take constructive criticism. Yes. Know, because because there's always room to improve. Always. I mean, there, there really is. You know, there's there's times that I write songs that I can I can look at a song just because I wrote it. I don't mean it's great. It's like there's but at the end of the day, it's about the best song. You know? 
and that's and that's the way it is. I mean, we look at some of the greatest songs that are sang by artists are not they're not sang they're not written by the artists. No, no. So I mean, look at every George Strait song. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that, but that's that's true. That's man. true. That's true. Um, so, like I said at the beginning, of the thing you used to be mistaken a lot for George Strait. Yeah, a lot. But when you got that first number one. Did anyone fuck up and say there was George Strait from <laughs> Man, they probably did somewhere. I, I don't know. And and uh, like, are you the sixty first number one that George? I know, right? Yeah, I, I know. Wish I had his money too. Uh, don't we all? Yeah. Uh, probably somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because I mean, like I guess when I first heard you, I was like, "Oh, that's George." I'm like, then I was like, "He sounds really young in this one." <laughs> Not that you're old, George. I'm just saying. No, I get it, man. You know, and I think too, you know, that little more country that kind of lent itself to that sound. Yeah, you know, which was probably a, a blessing and a curse. You know, it was great though. I mean, I I love that song. Yeah, um, me too, man. I love that song. Um, what's been your favorite song that you released? Favorite song that I released. Uh, probably, probably one of my favorites all over the road because it's one of my biggest. That yeah. you know, I close the show out every night with that. Yeah, um, but I, I'll have I'll always have to give to a little more country than that, man. Because I mean, that's my first number one record. Um, and, and you know, honestly, dude, it was a perfect song because it really described where I'm from and 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 what I'm about. You know, I come from a small town. In fact, I didn't even live in town. I mean, hell, the whole county has one red light. Get the fuck out of here. No, I, I promise you, man. Where is this at? A little place called Gilchrist County, Florida. It's the smallest county in the state of Florida. We got one We got one red light in the whole county. And not even a Walmart in the what? county. Oh, that's a problem. That's, what's, <laughs> what's the population? Man, I think Trenton's about 1,500. And then Bale, the other little town, there's about 400 people. And then whatever... Adds up. You know, I, think, I, I, I think the smallest I've heard, who, how many people did you graduate with in your high school? 60 kids. Okay. So the smallest I've heard, I'm from Jersey and Philadelphia. So I, I graduated with 775 kids. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but and there was 3,000 kids in the entire school. Yeah. Um, but I think the smallest I've heard was Drew Baldrich in some podunk town in Illinois. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Drew. Um, <laughs> but he graduated with 19 kids. Yeah, see that. and I think it had two females and one was his cousin. Man, that sucks. <laughs> Man, the odds there. I think that. I think that, <laughs> the odds are there. I'm like, did yeah. you? Like, boy, how long did you? Uh, how long did you stay a virgin, buddy? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The- did you sneak over to cross some railroad tracks or what, man? Man, I'm telling you what. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. I would have. That's crazy, though. But yeah, so let's talk, let's talk about this because I didn't know this until I read this. Easton Corbin has 350 million streams. Oh, really? I didn't know that either. It's news <laughs> to me, man. Oh, awesome. <laughs> but on Spotify alone, and I'm like, holy shit. I will say this. I'm very happy that every time I go to like a line dancing place, <laughs> all over the road is played. Hey. And everyone line dances to it. And I'm like, now I'm like, looking back, I see why he has that many streets. <laughs> Got to keep them line dancers moving see, out there, man. I yeah. see why. And I'm like, holy shit. And like, you played all throughout my college years. And I'm like, I went to Murphy's, I went to MTSU. And so it's like seeing. Mm-hmm. 
so seeing hearing that song is, brings back a lot of memories. Hmm. Thursday nights going to whiskey dicks and having <laughs> <laughs> having free beer and line dancing. What other clubs were out there in Murfreesboro? There, oh, they tried bringing a couple of them. They all sucked and died. Really? Yeah, whiskey dicks. I think is still around. I, I, you know, it's probably hard though because Nashville's right here. So with all, I mean, but and, but, but you also have college town. You know, them, true. They're the they're not mommy and daddy money out there. That's true. That's Belmont. Sorry. That's true. Um, but you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't think they're going to pay $30 for an Uber. Well, and that's true. The locals. The locals. That's, you yeah. know what I mean? Because, so, I mean, dude, when I'm in town, I generally don't go downtown. You know? Neither. Uh, I... <laughs> I used to be that person yeah. to where I don't go downtown and I live like 10 minutes from downtown. But with my job, I have free parking Oh, then let's all the time. So I'm like, I'm downtown. No yeah. problem. Because that was the issue is I'm like, I'm not paying for parking. What part of town do you live in? I live in Donaldson. Oh, yeah, dude. I used to live out in Hermitage. Yeah. When I first moved to town, dude, I lived out in Hermitage. And, uh, but that's before traffic was really an issue. Oh, traffic. Well, see, now I just go straight down First Avenue. First Avenue right there. And you come in right there by the river. Yep. I know exactly where you're at. Yep. So it's like, oh, I just yep. go straight down there and I don't have to pay. I don't have to deal with traffic at all. Yeah. Because I used to work at Ace Hardware over in Donaldson. Yeah. When it, when it was, but now it's over there where like Two Rivers Ford was. Yes. It was in the shopping center behind there yeah. when I worked over there. Yeah. Because there's, there's an old bowling alley over there now. It was right there. Well, the old bowling alley is across, the, across street. the street. Yeah. Yes. On Donaldson Pike yes. over there. Yes. Yeah. Because I was, I was still, I was working in Donaldson when it still wasn't, you know, now it's like up and coming. Now, is it up and coming though? I, I, so. I keep saying, I try through it and I'm like, this ain't going. <laughs> well, it's more up and coming than it was. It was I promise <laughs> you that. I promise. We're not knocking Donaldson. No, Donaldson's not, great. Donaldson's great. Donaldson, I live in Donaldson. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, so, I mean, I like it out there. Mm -hmm. Will I live out there forever? Probably not. Mm. Probably not. Do you own a house out there? No, I just have an apartment. Oh, that's exciting. You better hold on to it if you do. Oh, no, hold on. Yeah. I'm not buying anything. I'm not. Hmm. I keep telling my, my grandma's like, when are you going to get a house? Because I'm 32 years old. When when the housing market goes down, which is never. Which is never. <laughs> exactly. That, that ship sailed. Like, yeah, about, I'll move about two hours out. Oh, yeah. I could probably get something affordable out there. Some affordable yeah. out there. I'm like, <laughs> no. Yeah. No. It's either, Even it, in the bad sections it's, of town, it's, it's you home. can't. I was, it was, there's a place actually nearby that there's a place and it was like, I saw it for sale and I'm like, I wonder how, this is not like a nice, it right. was, there was next door to two skinny houses. Yeah. The skinny tall houses. Yep. That they had just built. And like, this was not, this was a small house. You can tell that it's been there for at least 50 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. $1.2 million. Yeah. And that ain't even re rehabbed. Right? That's, no, no. I mean, that's as is. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm like, y'all are just trying to just rape everybody. Yeah. What here. happened to fixer uppers? Right. <laughs> Good Lord. So let's talk about this. Cause so what's, who's, who's been, what's, what's been your biggest motivation to keep going? Cause you've got, obviously you didn't drop by, you didn't drop by labels. And things like what's been your motivation to keep going? Man, I love country music. I love what I do. I love to be competitive. I, I'm, I'm very competitive, man. I, I like to get out there and beat up the road. And, and, uh, I like to keep, you know, feeding the fans out there. You know, it's a continuous process to always mm -hmm. be creative. And, uh, you know, cause even between label deals, man, I was writing all the time. Right. I mean, just putting out stuff, putting out stuff. Cause you know, you still have your fan base out there. Yeah. Do you, do you find it to be easier or harder to get to reach your fan base in between? Like when you were in between, 
Um, bills. You know, I think the streaming services, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the DSPs, that, that yeah. makes it that makes it more accessible for anybody. Right. No matter where you're at, whether you've had radio success or not, you know, that's the great thing about that is you can still get that stuff out there. I mean, right. what's it, 20 bucks? Yeah. Like that? But it's a lot better. I feel like it's a lot better because like, I would say it's a lot better because you have more control. Absolutely. Over everything. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Which a lot of artists don't have nowadays. And it depends on what aspect, you know, you're working it from, you know, it, it's, you know, some, some artists don't care about the radio part of it. Right. And, but then some artists do. And, you know, I think it's good to have both of it if you can have it. Yeah. It's kind of crazy too. But it's like, cause you, like you said, you have the artists that don't care about it. And it's like, well, those artists are success, successful as fuck. Yeah. You know, if you just do it your way and what you have been doing it your way, sure. but if you do it your way, then you're constantly you're constantly progressing as far as growing your fan base because they're going to see the, I always fuck this word up. (laughs) I'm going to say it anyway. The authenticity of you being a human being of you being Easton Corbin, not just Easton Corbin, the artist. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Um, which is what everyone wants. I and I think too, you know, social media helps. With yeah. That. You know, cause people, it's funny, man. A lot of times the stuff that I have the most engagement on social right. media is not the polished, right. You know, you know pr- produced stuff. And I, you know, it's just the, you're not the first person to tell me that. Yeah. It's just the stuff that you take your phone and just make a quick, Hey guys, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, I, I think me, people want to have that look into your right. real life. Like, right. Oh man, what's this guy about? It's know? crazy. Cause it's like, you know, when you started out, social media didn't have the power that it had now. No, not at all. So it's like, how hard for you was it to adjust? You know, there, there's that? definitely some learning curve on that step because when I started, then I, I remember, dude, MySpace. Yes. You know, my music was on MySpace. Yeah. Now that did allow people to hear my music mm-hmm. and, and that... I, I, that was a part of, you know, being discovered and stuff like that, you know, having that music out there. Right. But absolutely, as time has went on, you know, social media has become such a huge influence over, you know, everything um, to where now it's like, you know, like you see the TikToks. I mean, people are getting signed just because of their TikTok stuff. And it's like, it's I, crazy. I had that kind of getting dropped because they just, you know, TikTok starts getting dropped because they thought you know, get excited. It was going to be all funny games and they can, yeah, and it's that's like, just, no, that's what a lot of people don't realize just cause you get signed, man, that that's, you ain't out of the woods. You, I mean, no, no. I mean, you'd be surprised how many people they get signed and then it don't work. It's know? crazy. And they, or, or, or people get signed and they just get shelved. They do. They do. They just get shelved. And, and cause labels will sign people just to sign people. Yeah, they will. And not do anything with you. Yeah. And, and then you're stuck. And then you're stuck. And then you can't put out music. No. Because then you don't own it. Yep. But, and it's, yeah. At yeah. that point, you better off be by yourself. You better, better, like, better like, hey, can you get me out of this deal? Like, what's exactly. going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I say it's very important when you do sign somewhere to have a group of, uh, a team that believes in what you do and, and, and that 100% is into it, you know? All right. So we're going to transition to this because I got a question for you. Cause I just, I just read something on the talking points that jogged my memory on asking this. Cause we're going to rewind back to when you, when I asked you about marry that girl and you're like, I just haven't found the right one yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what the hell is I can't decide? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it answers the question. I can't decide. I mean, I just ain't found the right one, you know? <laughs> It's like, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, 
Indecisive. Indecisive. Oh, so you're 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 the guy that females hate in Nashville. I got you. I got you. Know, you. That, that was the funny thing. It, Cause so I did marry that girl on a show called uh, Joe Millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I always joke on stage, it's like, you know, it's a date and show where this guy goes on all these dates with all these different girls. I said, you know, come to think of it, if I did that, they think I was a jerk. They you a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I know some artists who have done that. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, oh, he's a jerk. It's like, yeah, but this guy's doing it over here and it <laughs> Yeah. 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 I always joke. About uh, it's, that. it's so true. It's so true. Cause I don't know what it is. It's like when people and I, this is female, not just females, but people in general say, Oh, well, this guy's doing like we if we did the bachelor. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. <laughs> let's talk about this. Cause <clears throat> I see yeah, that, the bachelor, they got a harem of women. Got, yeah, <laughs> like, like they're literally dating 15 women yeah. at one time. If that was someone on Demumbrian. Yeah, you'd be called something. You'd else. be called something. Else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'd be called something else. Douchebag is the. Is yeah, the, something like that. Something like that. No. Oh wait, wait, hold on. We're on podcast. Fuck boy is what yeah, they're called. Exactly. So, yeah. so it's like, what the hell? Why are we like? It's a double-edged sword doing that shit. It is, it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? I couldn't do that. They talk no. shit on me every damn day. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about this because I, I, until until last week or two weeks ago when you played for Cody, it's the first time I've seen you in 11 years. Yeah. You were not as jacked as you were now. <laughs> I'm going to say that. I'm going to, I'm, I'm comfortable with my sexuality to say, Sorry. Right. you were not as jacked as you were now. What the hell has happened? <laughs> man, I just, I enjoy working out, man. It's, it's. It kind of, I guess, kind of becomes a session. I don't know. Was I mean, it COVID? No, I don't think so, man. I just, dude, I just, I enjoy working out, man. It's, it's a challenge and, and I enjoy it. Well, the hobbies do you have that you, I'm sorry. Well, the hobbies do you have that you are, man, I, I, I love to dirt bike. In fact, I was dirt biking yesterday. Uh, and uh, doing that, and I, I expect an invite next time. Uh, Dude, come on, I got two. I'll come out. <laughs> I've come got out, two, man. Out, In fact, I just took one to the shop. <laughs> so, but hey, we'll make it happen. But no, man, I love the dirt bike. I love to hunt and fish. Anything outdoors, you know, um, just Damn. to get out of town. Damn, you are a country man. Uh, man, I'm telling you what. I, it's funny, man, because I, I tell people, like, I, I literally live not downtown, but but by the fairgrounds right, right here. Right. And it's funny because, you know, one reason I bought that place is because it's it's convenient. Yeah. You know, right here when I'm right. Right. You know, right. In, in the office and stuff. And But what made it really good at the time, which is about seven or eight, six, seven, eight years ago, was I had access to 300 acres right south of town, which made it great because I had the place in town. Mm-hmm. And then when I need to recharge my batteries, which is every day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd go out to, you know, 45 minutes. Right. Well, the guy that owned it ended up selling it oh, uh, to the school system in Rutherford County. They ended up just like demolishing it and putting a school out there. Of course, then I lost access to 300 acres. <laughs> so then it's like, crap, I ain't got my place out of town anymore. So now it's like, you know, but. So where are you going now? Man, I try. Uh, sometimes I go down to my buddy Shane's house if I need to get out and do, you know, just get right, out right. in the country, you know, and, and, uh, or either I go dirt bike and I've got a, uh, access to, uh, a place that's south of town about two hours mm-hmm. or either a place called West Point and then, or either I go about two hours north to a place called Turkey Bay and it's at land between the lakes mm-hmm. on the 24th. I've heard of, yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. It's a riding park up there. No it's all, shit. It, like you go, if you go during the week, right. Like you literally might see one person. 
It's awesome. Oh, it's that's so, that sounds so relaxing. That's good. I'm just thinking about this now. I'm imagining this right now. <laughs> Especially with all the Nashville traffic out here. I'm telling you what. Can y'all stop moving to Nashville? Just, <laughs> I just want to ask that it's question. It's terrible here. It's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's horrible. Don't believe what you see on yeah, TV. Yeah, exactly. Don't believe it. We're nothing like stop that. Stop watching Nashville reruns. Jesus. I told someone the other day, they, they, <laughs> they were wearing a cowboy hat. And I said, hey, you know you're in Nashville. We don't wear a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> he looked funny. at me like, well, I got it from here. I'm like, well, you're a tourist. That's why. Well, yeah. <laughs> you're a tourist. We're not as country as everyone think we are. We're actually pretty. It's pretty urban around here, It's man. pretty it, urban it's, around here. It, it really is, man. Mm-hmm. You know? It's pretty urban around here. It's like, uh, we're not. We're more like a countrified L.A. Dude, I, you know what I call Nashville now to where it, you know, because it's got so commercial. Yeah. I call it kind of the L.A. of the South. That's, which, what, that's which what it is. It, it's kind of, you know, because Austin's kind of the L.A. of Texas. Right. And it, this is kind of turning into that. I'd say it. But. And people, I, so I went to Austin for the first time this year and, and I'm going back in September, but there people are there. People there, they truly believe that Austin is like Nashville. Yeah. It's a little bit like Nashville. And I'm like, I don't see it, but I literally, every one person told me that. It was so much like Nashville. No. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't but Yeah, because what, they got 6th Street down there? 6th Street. That's their, their That's Broadway. Their bro- yeah. yeah, that's their Broadway. And it's like, and then they, but they also, what I've noticed is that it, it's broken up into like age groups. Oh, really? Yeah. And see, I hadn't spent a ton of time in Austin. It's crazy. I just, I, 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 only, just spent, had, I only spent 48 hours there. Yeah, I, like I've played a lot of places around right, there. Right, right. But like actually, the only place, I have played uh, Austin City Limits. Not not the actual show. Yeah. But we played at the studio down there. Right. Uh, I, I forgot what, what it was for, but uh, that's really one of the only times I've actually played in Austin. Um, it, it, you know, Austin's kind of like Nashville. There's not a whole lot of country there's, music. There's not a whole lot of country music. And you would think there is, but, you know, because I remember filming a video down there during South by Southwest. Right. And my old producer used to be an AR guy over here at uh, MCA or Mercury uh-huh. for years or Universal. And he said they would go to South by Southwest to, you know, scout talent. Down right. There. But anymore, there is no country music. South but by Southwest. There's, I mean, there's, I mean, I, I hate to say this because I love country music so much, but I feel like country music is like the 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 stepchild that genres don't really want. Around. You can't make it in one genre. Or you you come over to you country, come over music, to country like, music. Yeah, come on over. We'll yeah, take you. Yeah, that's kind of that's, <laughs> that's kind of what I feel. That's kind of what I feel like. Like because that happens more often than you think. Yeah, and it's like or. Like old rockers retire from that. Like and I'm going to make country record. I'm going to try to make a country record. Yeah. Gonna, but it ends up being like you just ruined your legacy by putting this. Yeah, out. it's like man, don't do that. Yeah, like, don't do that. I'm sorry, yeah. don't do that. Hey, hey, beep, beep. I'm gonna beep that one out. Uh, but no, I think I get that feeling as far as like when you look at L.A. When you look at New York, New York doesn't have a, has a country station anymore. So it's like yeah. when you look at those cities like that, and it's like, are we really like the stepchild that no one wants to claim? But we're literally, I mean, our numbers are just outrageous. So it's like, how are you? You know, well, I feel like everybody like like Nashville's become such a hot place to to move to. Yeah, I feel like that's where all those you know artists yeah. are moving from L.A. Yeah. They're all moving to Nashville. Well, yeah, artists who come here, they just write here. It's like Ed Sheeran comes here to write. Paint comes here to write. Alicia Keys comes here to write. And it's kind of crazy. So I'm very curious because it's just one of those, I mean, country music is is the cousin of R&B. That's what I say. Sure. Tells a story, has emotion, talks about love. 
it's meaningful music. It's not just like something that's looped up. You just want to sound good on radio. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what country music is. And I think people people typically don't really want to see like. The millennials don't want to really always hear that kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of one of those deals where it's funny, man. My old producer was like, "Man, everybody's on Prozac, man. They don't want to hear a sad <laughs> song, man." It's like, but if you if you know if you listen, like again, you know, some of my biggest influence, Merle Haggard, Keith mm-hmm. Whitley, George Jones. You know, if you listen to those records, it's not always a it's not always a happy song. No, you know, and some of their biggest hits were sad, sad. songs, which I love. I, I, I love the emotion. That's 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 one of the reasons I fell in love with country music is because of the emotion and. I love sad songs. I love sad. I love, I love 90s sad songs. Now, yeah. like, I love those nowadays song, songs. Uh, I'm like, uh, you know, heard it all before kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but 90s sad songs, man, they get you. Oh, dude. 90s is great. Oh, I mean, so 90s, 90s country is like, yeah. oh. Um, so what's been your greatest, what would you consider your greatest comp- accomplishment as an artist? Man, that's a big question. Yeah. My greatest accomplishment. Man, I guess it, it, I guess one of my greatest accomplishments for myself, and, and I'm still, you know, you're still out there attaining right. goals and stuff, but I think just out there still being able to make country music in a in a world that's kind of watered a lot of that down, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. You know, it just still out there. It's... <sighs> You know, as long as I'm doing what I do, right. it's going to be country music. Right. I mean, that's just, I mean, I, I don't see me singing anything else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, I could see you six months. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, no, it's like I love country music and, and, you know, to be able to still go out there and do that every night and, and still making country music, man, I, I pride myself on that. You know, as you should. I mean, and not watering it, and down. yeah, and not watering it down, and not making it to where it's like country pop is or right. Whatever. Just trying to fit in, just trying to fit in, yeah. kind of thing. It was trying to fill in a, a void that's missing, right? And I think, I think that's you know probably the for me, you know, my biggest recipe for success to me is always being who you are. Yeah, you know, there there's some of these people out there that they're kind of like a blade blade of grass, you know, wherever the wind moves them, mm-hmm. that's where they go, you know, because the music is ever evolving. I mean, sometimes, you know, here's the middle, sometimes it's over here, right. sometimes it's over here, and you got a lot of these people that chase all that wherever it goes, and I think for me, it's it's about being constant and being who you are, no matter where that is. You just answered my next question. My next question was going to be, what, what advice did you give someone? Yeah, I, I think a new artist. I think being yourself, knowing who you are, and being a constant with that. How long did it take you know, to learn who you are because you obviously artists have growing pains and like finding their sound and and finding what they want to say and being who they want to be as a brand not not just an artist but as a brand a product because that's what you that's what you're selling yeah so how long did it take you man i've always prided myself into knowing that man i'm gonna be a country singer i want to sing country songs I, i never i didn't grow up wanting to be you know singing rock over here or this or that it's like this is what i want to do and I, I've always prided myself on, you know, having that going and that, mm-hmm. that, that was my target. Was there a plan B? No. Oh shit. No. I mean, I, I did, I, I did go to college. Right. My parents only go to college. So, uh, I went to university of Florida, got a degree, but in my heart, man, this is all I ever wanted. What'd you get your degree in? Uh, agriculture business. 
What the fuck do you with? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I grew up in a farming community. Uh, so that's well, okay. and, yeah, yeah, both my yeah. grandpas are farmers. That, I, I grew up in a small cattle farm. I showed cattle. Gotcha. Uh, so that so, that makes sense. Yeah. That so I, I, here's the deal, man. I actually grew up like that. I mean, that's it's authentic. It, it, there, there's no made up any of that. What you see is what you get yeah. with Eastern Corbin. I mean, I think you got some of these cats out there that uh, sometimes it's all hat, no cattle, you know, but uh, I don't know. That is a, uh, that's a quote right there. It's a quote right there. Yeah. But that's also very true. But it's like, I actually grew up. Yeah. You know, that's very true. Environment. I mean, again, I showed cattle, I, you know, I grew up doing my, one of my best friends, he's, he's farms for a living. I mean, that's, and then my other best friend, he's in the ag or in the uh he sells vet supply i mean you know it's just right it, it, my community is an agriculture community you know that's you know what hey that's that's saying something that's yeah. that's i that's, didn't grow up in the subdivision yeah that's that's the real you nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that no nothing just, wrong with that i did i did i did and but it was and, like and when i sing a little more country than that it's like well that's how that's I who you are that's, that's how you grow that's how i grew up Wow, that is I, I can't go any further because that that is that's why we started the podcast is, is to show the realness, yeah. not just the artistry, the realness of being a human being, absolutely, and country man. music, and that's really what you are. You're, but that's what country music is about, exactly. Is emotion and being real. But I think yeah. people forget that. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think people forget that, and it's like, and that's not just the country. I think that's just all genre. I think people forget that you know once you're successful you are human oh, yeah. you've gone Absolutely. through some shit you may not see what I'm going through but everybody is I promise you I gotta get my car when, it warm, when it's hot out then cool off too <laughs> <laughs> you know so but this has been great this has been another episode I'm so happy I got to do this this has been right, 11 years in the making even before I had the podcast idea one day I was going to interview Easton Corbin I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. So, but this has been another episode, Smoking Section Podcast. Go follow Easton Corbin everywhere Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, MySpace, MySpace <laughs> <laughs> Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> And follow us everywhere. Go subscribe. Hit that follow button that you're, that you're seeing right now, right there on your Spotify thing. Hit follow right there. Just right there. Right there. There, there it is. There it is. You heard it right here first. Thanks a lot, man. Hey, thank you, bro. I appreciate it. You're listening to The Smoking Section. Powered by Symphonic.